It's Keisha, and I just want to thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Networking. It's your superpower. I also want you to make sure that you go online, get connected, find my website, MrsKeishSpeaks.com. You can also find my book there, which is a number one new release, Networking. It's your superpower. And of course, you can find the podcast anywhere that podcast can be heard. Apple Podcasts, you can find it on Google Play. You can can also find it on Spotify as well as Anchor. Make sure you stay tuned in and I would love for you to subscribe and for you to tune in and leave a comment. I would love to hear from you. Hey, you all. Thank you again for joining me. I want to introduce you to Cynthia Chapel. She is the founder of Black Girls Do STEM, an organization offering exploration of STEM career pathways through hands-on engaging curriculum in the areas of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics for high school and middle school students as well. It gives them an opportunity to be exposed to those STEM professionals. And because I am a mother who has children that love science, technology, engineering, and math as well. This has been something that's been near and dear to my heart. And the original time that I met Cynthia, I was just so impressed by what she's doing and her why behind it. I brought her on on the podcast and I want you to have a seat, plug in and get connected. All right, I'm bringing her in. So the founder, again, Black Girls Do STEM, Cynthia, I am so elated to have you here and I'm excited about what you're doing. Cynthia, tell us a little bit about who you are and how how you got to get to Black Girls Do STEM. Yes, I'm excited to be with you today. So who am I? So I am Cynthia Chapel, founder, managing director for Black Girls Do STEM, research and development chemist, um, sister, friend, creative. Um, I see myself as just an overall innovator. And so for me, Black Girls Do STEM um, and, and, and deciding to do this nonprofit in this very holistic way of reaching Black girls um, and giving them access and opportunities to STEM really came by way of who I am. I am a natural helper and nurturer. Um, And I just reflected on my undergrad, my um, childhood educational experience, my undergraduate experience, my graduate school experience, and just having that love for self and that that nurturing side of me, putting that all together with me being a creative and an innovator, wanting to give that back to other Black girls that come from similar backgrounds as myself and it just became Black Girls to STEM, right? Like I just started doing workshops and started yeah. being really active in education. And it just grew and grew and grew. And before you know it, uh, we're filing for a 501c nonprofit status. So come on. <laughs> it kind of just bubbled into something. Yes, I love it. I love it. And salute to you, because when I Googled you, the first thing that came up was a St. Louis American salute to young leaders. And let me just read these, you all, because this young lady is off the chain. Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis, bachelor's in forensic science and investigative science and chemistry. Girl, come on. Master's in chemistry from SIU Edwardsville. RBC Young Professionals, Urban League Young Professionals, and of course, my favorite, Focus St. Louis, Coral Women in STEM Leadership, 
my goodness, girl. Come on. How old are you doing all of these things? Let me just put that out. I'm 30 years old. You know, I turned 30. Every time I say that, people say, when did you turn 30? I turned 30 in January. So so um, you just turned 30 in 2020? Just, I mean, 2020, you know, I thought this was going to be my year. And let me tell you, 2020 has really shocked me for my 30 years. Oh, how did how did 2020 shock you? Tell us. You know, I us. came into 2020 super excited. This was going to be the second full program year, programming year for Black girls to okay. STEM. Um, and we really had to pivot as a result of COVID and have to cancel our in-person workshops. So it threw a huge curveball in our direction. Um, and also for just like personal goals, I had some personal goals around travel for 2020. And that also kind of uh -huh. um, had to shift and maneuver um a little bit oh yeah but let me ask you this how have you taken everything that we've been dealt with and how have you pivoted that takes us right into my next thought how have you pivoted black girls to do stem in this time and what are you doing virtually to connect with those young ladies and those investors and those sponsors what are you doing virtually and how have you switched up your connecting with them yeah, so what we did back in um, March when we were supposed to start is cancel our in-person workshops, and we did a series of um, virtual just mentor events where we had the mentors for our organization come and talk with our girls about their respective careers from March to June, and then June, we actually started launching with virtual STEM workshops for June, July, and August, um, some that we did in partnership with other organizations um, like the Sheldon Music Project for example, um, via an online Google Classroom format. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's so dope. Yeah, so we were that's able dope. to transition and still get some STEM workshops, still get some mentoring to happen, but cut our program year a little bit short um, with, with it finishing up in September instead of continuing to October. Okay, I love it. I love the way you've shifted. And what I'm noticing is throughout I, people keep saying this pandemic, but I keep calling this an eye opener because what it's done is it's helped us to even get that electronic piece down, to get that virtual piece down and to be able to run. And I'm finding that there's some great connections that are happening in this virtual space and people are available. They're showing up, they're pouring out and they're wanting to be in that space. So I'm excited about everything that you guys are doing and how you've pivoted. And I'm even more excited to see the result of what you're going to do in the process. And let me just put this out there. I am available to help facilitate, to help moderate things that you're needing when it comes to Black Girls Do STEM. Sign me up. Let me know how I can really support and how I can help get other women connected. Because I'm telling you, I'm eating and sleeping this vision yes. in my life every single day, not just with my daughters, but even looking at the fact that when we moved into that thought space of engineering, mm -hmm. we didn't have us women specifically in that space that we can talk to. But I'm telling you, God placed Nicole out of Wale in our lives and what she's done with mm -hmm. the National Society of Black Engineers. She's connected my daughter and she's the one that planted that. Of course, God planted the seed, but she nurtured it. She watered it and she's showing us as a family and even as a community because she's does so much that you two young black girl, you can get out there and you can rock 
and you can be mm-hmm. an engineer and you can be a chemist and you can do whatever yeah. you set your mind to when you go out there and get it and there's resources available. So I'm so excited about what you're doing. And my goodness, girl, if you even could imagine how my wheels started turning when I first met you, it was really nice. We were at Kim coach Kim's event and yes. I was like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I was excited about you. And you probably like this lady is all up in my face. No, when I first met you, I totally remember it. And I just remember thinking like, wow, like her energy, her excitement. I felt like you sort of came into the room with like just this joy. Um, And it was a really exciting time um, in my journey and Black Girls to Sim journey to meet people with such joy, such excitement around what you're doing and positive energy. Right. Because sometimes, you know, you need that, that uplifting environment to continue forward. Yes, we do. Cynthia, you're spot on. Cynthia, what would you say your networking style is? How are you connecting individuals with Black Girls Do STEM? What do you do to get the word out and help people know about Black Girls Do STEM? You know, for me, I would say my networking style is kind of a go-getter. I feel like I'm very entrepreneurial, and so I try to stay um, sort of embedded in some of these entrepreneurial um, committees, events, organizations to try to get the word out. Um, but I'm also much more of a promoter, right? And so my job is to help people understand like how this mission and vision connects back to them and really promote the work of Black Girls to STEM. And so I do that through coming on podcasts like yours, um, going on other um, podcasts and other type of networking events to say, look, Black Girls to STEM, our mission and vision, it's really like everyone is a benefactor. When we invest in the well-being, um, emotional and mental of girls, and then the educational access and opportunity, specifically tying it to STEM, which we know has real economic um, advantages as we think about careers of the future, it just benefits the whole of society and it benefits the whole of black communities to be pushing girls and nurturing them in this direction. And so that is really the message of like why this mission and vision is so critical because it benefits all of us and it's gonna benefit our region to produce girls who can become that future tech, science um, workforce uh, with that multifaceted approach at looking at problem solving um, to make our region just um, continue to be sort of like that Midwest tech hub. I love it. I love it. I love it. So Cynthia, you're a research chemist, right? Yes. What is what does it mean to be a research and development chemist? Tell us a little bit about that. What does that. it mean? And so yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> you talked about undergrad where I started off as a forensic science, forensic and investigative science and chemistry double major. Um, really was into forensics, thought I wanted to work in government, um, mm-hmm. had some great experiences there, but ultimately decided to go back to graduate school and get a master's in chemistry. And so now as a research and development chemist, my sole role is to take um, material chemistry material science, specifically coding technologies for electrical and electronic markets. So think anything that has an electrical application from the motor in your car to the um, 
control panels in your car to the small electronics in your cell phone. And oh. we make coding solutions. And so what do I really do, right? Like I formulate new coding technologies. I, as an applied um, senior research chemist, I take that technology and I map it back specifically to a application for a segment talking about battery technology as we talk about electric vehicles i take a, a, a chemistry and i tailor it to that battery application to that electric vehicle application <laughs> and so it's a very integrated sort of role that i have i tell people i'm about 50 percent in the lab doing chemistry um about 25 percent doing project management and the other 25 percent is really multifaceted engineering design working very closely with electrical engineers and other engineering folks okay. to understand again that real application of the chemistry my gosh girl break it down i love it i love it you, you got my wheels turning now and i can really understand without just reading the term, I can hear that. And now I can see exactly what it is that you do. Now, when you're in those spaces, Cynthia, what do those spaces look like in terms of demographics, women, women of color, men of color? What do, what do those what do those areas look like when you step into those spaces? Yeah, you know, I think chemistry is actually one of the most gender diverse um, STEM disciplines. We see chemistry doing very well. Okay. So there's a significant amount of women um, sort of like in this sector, um, I would say mm -hmm. very on par, synonymous with the amount of men. Um, we know that's not true for all of our STEM disciplines and we still have much more work to do even within chemistry, but doing a little bit well. We see some representation in these spaces of minorities, but very few and far in between. And specifically, um, again, even lower representation of like Black Americans, like American born. Thank you all for joining us again. As we reconvene, we just needed to take us a quick little break for our sponsors. And I'm thankful, thankful, thankful for this conversation. I want to continue the, the conversation. Thank you, Cynthia, for joining me again. And really one of the things that I want to continue on is really talking about some of the things that you're doing in that space to connect with businesses and, and getting the word out about what it is that you're doing. Yeah, so as you mentioned, I am a part of the Regional Business Council um, Young Professional Network. And so I stay in contact and reach out to them about upcoming opportunities to engage the Regional Business Council and their members. Um, and then other organizations that I'm also a part of, such as Focus St. Louis, um, getting the word out there within that network of all of the people that I did the cohort of women in STEM with. And so basically tapping into all of the networks I have. I was recently a Boston Grant um, cohort member and recipient. And so interacting with that entrepreneurial um, community again and getting the word out there um, okay. is really how I sort of network around the region looking for sponsorship, you know, funding, board members, and volunteers, right, across a lot of different capacities to really help continue to grow um, the organization. Fabulous. I love it. And I really love the fact that you're getting the word out about what you do. And as you grow this opportunity about how many women are, or girls are you thinking that you want to impact what are the numbers of the girls that you're impacting throughout the year? 
Yeah, so I would say last year in 2019, we worked with about 64 girls across our school site, our one school site and our one community site. This year we launched with the hope of having 80 girls across three different sites in 2020, we end up working with 36 girls because of the limited virtual option only. I mean, we didn't go back to our school site at all due to COVID-19. And so as we come into 2021, we hope to open our capacity up to have at least 80 girls enter and start the program. That would be our 36 returning girls and the rest would be new girls that we're letting in as we grow again from that one site to a second site. Nice. Okay. Now listen to this. What kind of advice would you give someone who's wanting to start a nonprofit, someone who's wanting to jump out there like you did? What advice would you give them for starting that nonprofit? Well, you know, it's so interesting because I never set out to start a nonprofit, right? <laughs> so I think, you know, I, I really didn't. And so I think when, when I think of that question, I think like whatever you're passionate about, just start doing it, right? Mm, like so Black good. Girls Do STEM grew into a nonprofit. And there were so many things that I didn't do on the front end because I didn't set out to do a nonprofit around strategy, around sponsorship, around securing funds that I'm now mm. having to do on the back end. But what I can tell you is having to stop and do it now, I'm already able to speak to what I started doing, even with, you know, minimum funds. I'm already able to speak to parents and students and the impact of what it has been on girls who's participated thus far. So I think like, what is your passion? And like, start out by just simply doing it. Who else is doing it? Where can you serve? And I think like from that point, if it turns into something more, or or of opportunity presents itself, right? Our partner site was like so thrilled about the engagement and the number of students that we got to participate. She was like, look, you can get grants for this and here's a grant opportunity, but you have to be a nonprofit. And so that's how we became a nonprofit, you know? And so I think like you just got to show up in in your area of passion and like get to work, if you will. I love it. And I hear this, passion meets that servant leadership and then the strategy and everything else then kind of falls into place as you think about staying in the lane of passion as long as servant leadership everything the right people everything has come into place and i even want to say this i looked at your website beautiful cynthia the colors pop out it's such an easy website to kind of maneuver and follow up in and i remember when i bought my black girls do stem pins I made sure that I had enough for all the girls that were connected to me so that they could have a pen and they can understand the power of all of those things that comes to STEM I really appreciate what you're doing now this time here is the 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 round where you get to toot your horn and what I want you to do is share with us before we go into the toot your own to toot your own horn round let me ask you this so I'm going to say a phrase and I want you to tell me what comes to mind when you think of that Okay. Okay. This is off the cuff. So when you think of community, what comes to mind? Um, Children, um, artwork, parks, you know, like, you know, things that make you understand that children's are children are present right like I just think of like a park I see like a park immediately I see graffiti I see skateboards I see things that let you know that children (laughs) are present. Love it. Leadership. 
Uh, I see Melanie Hopkins. Um, <laughs> and I just, I love her and she's a Chicagoan and I'm a Chicagoan and she just got Princeton to name a building after her. And so, um, she's like one of my faves. And so that's what's so recent in my mind. I think she's an amazing leader. I think she's a very brave leader. Um, and I, and I try to champion courage in my leadership as well. Love it. Passion. I think of myself, I come to mind. Um, I feel like, I feel like, you know, I'm such a passionate person, almost to a fault on so many different areas of my life, right? Like I yeah, care yeah. so much, like I get so riled up. And, and because I'm an innovator, it's like, what can I do? So I get, I'm passionate. And then the next question is like, how can I help? What can I do? Um, and so I just think of myself. Love it. Love it. Faith. Faith. You know, um, I just think of, of, of God. I think of like my new self-care routines and I think of what, what prayer um, looks like and has evolved and have changed for me throughout sort of like my faith journey. Um, when I think of, when I hear faith, right? Like what does God mean to me at all of these different seasons of my life? I love it. And my last one is future. What does the future look like in your eyes? Um, when I hear future, um, I, I think of hopefulness. Um, I think the future is bright. I think we have an opportunity to invest in our kids today um, and, and allow them to create a tomorrow that we can't even imagine that's innovative, mm. that's yeah. equitable, that's um, right, and, and, and that everyone truly feels a part and has that sense of belonging in society. Um, so when I think about the future, I am optimistic, I am hopeful, and I am excited. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Now let's go to the toot your own horn section of the podcast. And people, and because my background's recruitment, human resources, diversity, it's sometimes hard for people to toot their own horns. So what I do is I give permission for you to toot your horn. So share with us any wins or accomplishments that you'd like to talk about on your journey that you want girls and anyone listening, sponsors, people that want to get involved, volunteers, what do you want them to know? Look, the biggest win that I can say that we've had is in 2020, even in the midst of COVID and the pandemic and everything that we see going on in the world, we've gained 600 new individual contributors who have given financially to our organization. Um, and that is huge. That is a huge win for such a small organization. Um, we've had multi-million dollar companies and industries reach out to us and, and, and be conversation about sponsorship. We recently just completed a podcast series for the BBC London um, that will be released. (laughs) um, That will be released here. I've officially been um, okay to to say that it's coming, uh, but that will be released um, around women in STEM. And what an honor for myself and some of our students from a local St. Louis community to be a part of such a global project. And so we have some amazing wins this year um, as we continue to just stay the course and drive forward. And I'm really excited to see what the what the next couple years of growth and capacity building will look like. Love it. Black girls do STEM. Cynthia, where can we find you? 
if I have someone that says, I'd like to email her, where can they email you? Where can they find your website? Where can they connect with you? What are some things that you want to say that you have upcoming as well? Yeah, so upcoming events. If you want to volunteer, if you're interested in having a conversation about board service, how you can be of use to us as we think about expanding our capacity, our next volunteer orientation is Sunday, November 1st from noon to 2 p.m. All of that information is on our website at bgdstem.com. All of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is at bgdstem, so just follow us. Um, again, sign up to come to our November orientation. And then from there, we'll connect you with our various working groups that are going to um, jump into our 2021 plan- 2021 planning. Um, and so that's what we have upcoming. That's how you can connect with us. My personal email is Cynthia at BGDSTEM.com. You can always email me directly. Uh, but yes, get on our website, sign up for the orientation. Um, our student application for parents and students will reopen come January of 2021. So also be on the lookout for the website updates on that. I absolutely love it. And again, that website is B as in boy, G as in girl, D as in David, stem.com. Go and find Cynthia, get connected, find out how you can use your skills and your strengths to be a servant leader in that capacity. And again, Cynthia, I'm so grateful that you joined us here on the podcast. I know we will be connecting as we have continued after we connected originally, but I have so much admiration in my heart for what you're doing and know that if you don't see me physically there, know that I am there in spirit and I love, love, love what you're doing. So keep going, keep believing and stay in that same lane that you're in. Keep carving it out. And show other girls how they can do the same thing. Yes. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm so excited to always talk with you. um, And I'm excited for what the future brings. Thank you, Cynthia. Be blessed. Yes, you too. Bye. See you soon. It's Keisha. And I just want to thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Networking. It's your superpower. I also want you to make sure that you go online, get connected, find my website, MrsKeishSpeaks.com. You can also find my book there, which is a number one new release, Networking. It's your superpower. And of course, you can find the podcast anywhere that podcast can be heard. Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Google Play. You can and also find it on Spotify as well as Anchor. Make sure you stay tuned in and I would love for you to subscribe and for you to tune in and leave a comment. I would love to hear from you.